to Dirtying the Frame. I'm Sarah. That's Assad. You already know him. Today, we are talking about Beekeeper. Listen, you dumb f scammer mother. Well, <laughs> oh, we, can, we can't curse in the first little bit. Uh, oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'll mute, I'll mute it. Listen, you fetcher. <laughs> Much better. You mf no good doer. <laughs> That's a great Jason Statham. Thank you. You know, today we're talking about the Beekeeper. Most Oscar-nominated film of all time. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you're watching, please uh, input your socials below and your birthday, because uh, we will teach you a lesson in scamming that the Beekeeper movie so efficiently does. Yes. Mm. Okay, this movie, in case you don't know, mm -hmm. is about one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on a national stake, sorry, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as the Beekeepers. Putting you on the spot in 10 seconds. What's the porn name of this film? Uh, sting me real good. I don't watch <laughs> porn. I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> sting me real good? I don't know. I'm going to Google that after this pod and see I, if there's an adult I boom. guarantee there is. <laughs> it's going to be an STD. Sting me real good. I'm. What is wrong with me? Who gave me permission? Don't put me on the spot. I'm not an, improv I'm an improvisational Obviously. person. I'm sorry. <laughs> One word summary of this film, Assad. Ready? One. Yes. Two. Three. Awful. Hive. Oh, Hive. You gotta protect the hive. You do awful. gotta protect the hive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I go awful. This, this is pretty bad, man. Well, we are gonna have a fun pod because I have a very different opinion. Okay, let's cook. So, Asad, you went to see this movie because your mom wanted to see it and she dragged you with her. No, I thought it was about bees. I'm gonna have a huge <laughs> affinity for bees. No, yeah, my mom is huge. She, her husband, her divorced ex-husband, yeah, uh, was big on martial arts and taught us all martial arts. And ever since then, she's just big into any martial arts slash action movie. Anything there's hand-to-hand -hand combat, she is in. So she saw Jason Statham, who she loves, her second favorite Jason, shout out Momoa. <laughs> True. She, uh, <laughs> True, she does love Jason And she's Momoa. like, Assad, bees are endangered. Jason Statham's hairline's endangered. This is what we need. And she was very excited to go see this movie. My mom is so great to watch movies with, too, because she'll be like, oh, Jesus, like a car crash. <laughs> um, my first thoughts on this movie are, let's go! <laughs> yeah, my in-depth analysis, let's fucking turn let's up! Let's go, baby! Get those bees, <laughs> Fuck them up! Fuck those scammers up! Stay I will them. tell you, I did go, I will preface my review with, I went into this movie knowing that I knowing exactly what it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Expect a lot of those fun, smart jokes for mm -hmm. the rest of this podcast. And I was like, I'm just going to like it. I'm just going to like it. Yeah, no matter what. No matter and what I happens, did. I'm going to like this film. And I had a good time. Yes. Yes. And I had a good time. So, it, this <laughs> I saw. I thought this was a documentary about bees. This is this is a bad time for you. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I wanted to learn about eighty honey facts. I got zero honey facts. Well, one, it's flammable. It's flammable. Uh, one thing about honey, it's flammable. <laughs> <laughs> we had seen the preview for this, and I was like, I saw it kept being the same as Aquaman. Although I did win that battle, we didn't go see Aquaman. We did not. Um, he kept saying, "Gonna do beekeeper for the pod. Gotta do beekeeper for the pod." And I was like, "No, man. No, not a chance." In a, a hive, in a, in a honey hive, that we're going to do that, um, and yet here we are. <laughs> so he won this one. There was a lot of action in this movie. There was a lot of bees in this movie, 
And there was a lot of Jason Statham in this movie. What's not to love, Assad? Mm -hmm. What is not to love? There was a lot of vape vape lord douchebags in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting their asses kicked. So that's fun. I love that. I, lo I love watching douchebags get beat up. I think we're like really coming down hard on the vape community. <laughs> it's a serious addiction. Some people look really cool doing it. Well, I think we leave the people that vape alone, man. Let let them vape. Let I, I appreciate a douche flute. Have you ever hit a douche flute before? No. You've never hit a vape. Oh Sarah? no, I have. I have. I have, and I coughed for thirty minutes after, and it hurt so bad. Oh yeah. My little virgin lungs. Remember, I was peer there pressure. was one time me and Sarah got done. We wrapped a series, a season <laughs> of our show, and we forced her to smoke a blunt, guys. Her first blunt, right? Peer pressure is real. How'd that go? Not great. Not great for Sarah. <laughs> my eyes were like this. And that's all I felt. I was. I just felt like I couldn't open my eyes. I didn't feel like good high. I just felt like, and then I caught my throat was on fire for three days. Sorry. I've never smoked anything before. Yeah. Really. So yeah. my I've got virgin throat. Virgin lungs. Uh, first acne. <laughs> Asad, what do you think the filmmaker was trying to say with this movie? <laughs> um, I think that in today's society. We don't spend enough time highlighting. <laughs> you can't make me. I can't drink this hot coffee in front of my computer if you're gonna make. If you're gonna say stuff like that, I can't. No, I can't do it. I, I think, gotta put it away. I think you know what this film does is that it actually it gets creative in who the villain is, and usually this movie doesn't do that. It's usually like just some badass who kills for no reason. This is actually kind of creative. It ends yeah. up being in the bedding of like a terrible movie, it, but it was still fun. But it's kind of cool to be like, oh yeah, an old lady got scammed. I do have an issue, a big issue with the old lady getting scammed, but. Uh, Tell me why. Black people don't kill themselves. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Especially after like 30 minutes without even a phone call to the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Felicia Rashad plays the old lady who gets scammed in the beginning. Two million dollars has gone like that because of a phone call. Then she kills herself. Black women are the strongest mm. person in America, right? Uh, that's the least. Now here. Okay. We should be sensitive about suicide. I shouldn't be doing this bit. It's a bad bit. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. I'm a bad person. Everybody commits suicide. It's very, very serious. I'm sorry. But can we go back to joking? Black women don't commit the suicide at 75 years old after getting scammed. At least they investigate. At least they throw the paper at somebody. Um, and, and, and by the way, presumably this woman is just like very, very smart and doing very well for herself because she's like managing a fund for a charity in yeah. her. She lives in this like big, beautiful home on this big property. So I highly, I didn't buy her as someone who's like, okay, I'll click the button. And yeah. then like not say, okay, we can go and get the police involved. And her daughter's in the FBI, so she didn't want to call her. No, you know, like, yeah. okay, the story, the, the plot is, you know, loose. Yeah. It's, it's this, loose. This will be the only time I say this. Don't cast a black woman for that role. She still looks like she's 50. She's still like she's with it. You know, like, Very she's like she's about to go play pickleball. And also, you know? I would. She's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> still just like alive and kicking. She's yeah. not single. I, I do, mean, maybe I, by choice. I do think, you know, 10 years ago, it was our parents getting scammed. But the scammers have gotten a lot better nowadays, you know? Uh, have you been scammed yet? No, but when I was at Christmas, well, I'm sitting across from my dad at breakfast. Hi, Rick. You don't watch these because you don't know what YouTube is. But um, <laughs> I'm sitting across from my dad at breakfast, and he answers a phone call. He's like, hey, how you doing? Haven't heard from you in a while. And he talks to this guy for a solid three minutes while I'm sitting across from him like, cool, fuck me, right? I'm just like flew in from L.A., and you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> um, and then he hangs up, and I was like, who is that? And he goes, ah, oh, some scammer. He's trying to get me for money. He calls me every year. And I was like... <laughs> Why are you answering this phone call? <laughs> we all can get got, man. It's get, scammers are getting more intelligent. Every once in a while, I'm on the internet, and I'm like, maybe there is a hot single near me. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe hot moms do want to smash. <laughs> they do. They do. And they do. They do. They do. There okay. is hope for you. So, speaking of the opening scene when this woman is getting scammed, again, I'm. this is the last thing I'll say about the plot being bad because, of, again, of course it was bad. Like, of course the plot was dumb and over the top and, and silly. That's what we signed up for. Yes, that's what we knew going in. That being said, this man is in a call center and he's, you know, super, super douche. Like, he's got, like, some orange silk scarf for no reason around his neck. Just, just like, a piece of fabric just draped there. And he's like, let me show you dummies how it's done. Everybody be quiet. Clicks on his little thing. And he's just, like, talking to this woman on the phone and then putting her on mute and being like, ha, 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 what an idiot, right, guys? It's, just, it's like, so heavy-handed. All right, great. But I will say... They get into the action fairly quick, which is what you have to do when the script is so bad, right? You know, they get into the action fairly quick. So quick, in fact, that the call center he's calling from, the beekeeper is able to drive his 1960 Ford truck, presumably 10 minutes, conveniently enough, to the call center to start some shit. To blow that bitch up. And he does, and it's awesome. <laughs> we'll give you three seconds. One, two, three. I'll do it for you. One, two, B, I did it for you. <laughs> there are a lot of B references in this movie. Yes. A lot of great lines. Gotta sometimes you gotta kill the queen to protect the hive. Facts you do. That's a life uh, that's an Instagram caption. Hold on, let me tweak that out really quick. <laughs> it's called X now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, you don't know what the filmmaker was trying to what the underlying message was of this film. <laughs> I, I don't, man. I'm gonna be, don't make me try. Sarah, don't do joke. this. I wrote don't it as a asshole. joke because I, I, I wrote it for the whatever movie I had written up a review for prior to this one. That was my question to you. And I was like, it will be so funny if I ask him what beekeeper was. Because there's no there's no hidden meaning. It's just, yeah. you know, they're just like, what can Jason Statham, you know, kick, kick ass in and, yeah. and that he hasn't kicked ass in before. Imagine me being like, it was actually a gritty metaphorical storytelling of the deep dive ex expose on the prison to pipeline situation that's going on in America right now. Uh, you know, the juxtaposition of the, the dying out of the bees and uh, the effect that that has on our planet and global warming is also about the scammers. No, I'm going to stop. Um, so another great line that Jason Statham says in this is he's talking about how people who target the elderly are scum of the earth because it's even worse than taking candy from a baby because babies at least have their parents or someone who's caring for them. Mm, agree? I don't know. <laughs> but but elderly people are often alone, and, and that's like leaving them to face the hornets alone. Oh. Uh. B metaphor. I love it. I was I was yeah. here for all the B metaphors. Yeah. Uh, they, Asad, is this your favorite B movie, or is I, the B movie your favorite B movie? The B movie is my favorite B movie. You know, I like the animated Jerry Seinfeld B movie. I think that movie is very fucking funny. It, this comes in a smart. like a distant second. A distant. Yes. <laughs> it's a close second for me. Really tight, yeah. tight race. They Does, wait. Hold on. Does Ant Man and the Wasp count? Ooh, yes. Still second. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Gosh. <laughs> um. Another question for for the audience and for Assad and I and I have my own answer. Okay. Is Josh Hutcherson a tiny great actor? Mm, okay. This is, uh, you would know uh, you guys know him from Hunger Games, Pita Malak. Tiny little man. Tiny little man. Um, do you think he's a great actor? Did you say? I said yes. He actually a good actor. I think he might be good. You know what? Was he <laughs> good in this? Yes. I actually don't know. You know what? The fact that I can't say he wasn't good means he probably worked. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Shout out to Peter Malak. Yeah. The odds were ever in his favor, turns out. 
I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Well, I, I didn't see that Fre Five Nights at Freddy's, but that's is that what it's called? But that that yeah. was a big popular thing that everyone got it really was. excited about yeah. seeing. Did you see it? No, we missed out on it in this pod. We're so sorry to our swimmers. It's my fault because I don't like horror films. Practical question. Mm -hmm. Genuine question. This one. There's a point in this movie where uh, so Jason Statham rents a little uh, ADU, an additional dwelling unit. Mm -hmm. Uh, on on this woman who on her land the woman who killed herself that he was talking about earlier and he Keeps his hives on her land and then he I don't know if he lives there or he just jars his honey there You mm -hmm. know he's jarring honey in this little little shed and eventually some people come to hunt him down there as they do when you're Jason Statham and they've got these shotguns and they're they're standing really close to each other just shooting all these shotguns and I'm like wouldn't that blow your ears out? You're definitely right. Yeah, definitely. Depending on what kind of shotgun it was, I thought thought they were like a, a rifle. But you're you're right. The movies never truly depict the kickback of those things mm. or the sound of it. I you, I really love. Once a year, we'll get one movie or TV series that has someone's ears ringing, and then you get a oh. scene playing out, and I'm like, oh, that's more like it, you know. But yeah, great call there. It's never really addressed in big budget films. It's just like, yeah, you just keep on hearing normal after a big shotgun shell goes off in your ear. Well, spoiler alert, they weren't doing anything normal because he killed all of them <laughs> <laughs> after kicking their ass. Uh, yeah, I do like it. When that's done well, that's a cool way to show the person who's just experienced it and is trying to usually keep going and keep fighting with that ringing in their ears. That's a really cool way to put you in their shoes mm -hmm. and realize kind of what they're up against. I, I, I agree. That's really neat. Um, yeah, so I, I don't have too many notes on this film other than Jason Statham is just got a vendetta. I love it. Movies like this and like Born Identity, not that I can compare the two, but where one man is single-handedly taking out hundreds of trained assassins. Yes. I love that. Yes. So unrealistic, but it's fun. And a huge win for diversity casting because he beats up about 300 people in this film. And the one person that beats him up doesn't have a leg. He's hey, and he's South know? African. And he's South African. Yes. You know, and, the, and there's one part at the end of the movie where he's kind of sneaking into this big building where the spoiler alert president is a Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. president. Mm -hmm. And everybody's watching every entrance. And Jason Statham sneaks in using a tool that's called a skateboard. That was cool. I like that. You like that? Yeah, okay, I thought that was cool. You um, right. Well, I mean, it wasn't just the skateboard. He he kind of like got into a truck from underneath and then he put on the, the gear. I thought it was cool. I liked this movie. I thought it was fun. There's a lot of big fight scenes and they're pretty brutal. The one that the one that Assad was just mentioning, I did like. Did you notice? Of course you did. But the the way that they structured this film was like a video game almost. It was like he had to get through the little bosses to get oh, to the yeah. big boss at the end. Yeah. And then finally he was able to win, you know? I thought it's, that was really cool. Keep um, going, expose the corruption, I think, is the logline. So that's exactly what he did. Wait, what? Expose the corruption. He had to keep going. He yeah. Kill your way to the top. He did. And and boy, did he. I'm, I'm giving up this movie a lot of shit, but seeing it through my mom's eyes, because being able to see it with her, I'm like, this is a good movie. Because it's, you know, no one goes in here expecting something that this movie wasn't, you know, like my mom actually enjoyed this film, you know, um, and so to get to be able to get lost in it for two hours, see how she enjoyed it, it's like that's the perfect person to view this <laughs> film, and me going with her, I was like, I enjoy this shit, man, it's ridiculous, but I enjoy it. It's kind of like John Wick, you know, and yeah. not, again, not to, I keep comparing this to like really fun, really a lot maybe better action films, but it's kind of like that where you're like, man, I'm not in this for the plot, I'm not looking for holes in the in the storyline. 
I'm not looking for great actors. I'm just looking for, you know, some cool cars and some explosions and and fight scenes, you know. Um, I, I did have one little nitpick about it. Is it a thorn? It's a thorn. Okay, let's go. Let's hit it. Rose so, and thorn. So my rose is in the third act of the film. Are you ready for this? This is the boss before the big boss. Okay. So the first boss is the guy with the silk orange scarf, right? Yes. He sadly does not make it. He is tied to a truck and thrown into the river. <laughs> Fingerless. Fingerless. <laughs> of all things. What a way to go. The second boss is he works at the call center in Boston. So they're, you know, they're higher. They got more people working there. They're scamming way worse people. They're scamming way more older people. He was wearing a suit, Assad. Okay. A suit, like a jacket and pants that said the word GOAT. Yes. In all caps, all over it. Yes. And had pictures of goats all over it. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That worked for you. That was my rose. I was like, this is whoever, what costume, brilliant costume designer. What a great move. I thought that was fantastic. I also actually thought that Josh Hutcherson did a really good job in this movie. He was under, he was like playing a douchebag, you know, spoiled kid. And he was kind of understated and just nailed it really perfectly. So, yes. Great job, Josh Hutcherson. I like that. I like that rose. My my rose. Oh, sorry. I got my tagline was different. It's expose the corruption, protect the hive. Of course. It oh. Is. Fuck. What am I thinking? Brilliant. That's like the number one rule. Um, <laughs> usually we highlight a line that we love in this film. The line in this film also tends to be my rose. What is it? And it is. Will you stomp his ass out? Is that what Josh? Did Josh yes. Hutcherson say that to yes. one of his bodyguards? I thought that was great. Oh that my, was my gosh. rose right there. Will you stomp his ass out? Instead of the coolest white boy accent I've ever heard in my life. Incredible. I, you have some friends who would say something like 100%. that. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Maybe my brothers would say something yeah. like that. <laughs> What's your thorn? My thorn. I, I have no thorn because again, I this movie isn't a movie that you can actually, you know, criticize. I feel it. However, is the FBI? Letting the woman, the daughter of a woman who's they're in, they're investigating her death. Are they letting her daughter lead the FBI charge to expose this corruption a day after her mom died? Sounds like a little bit of conflict of interest there, but okay. And she's just like drinking whiskey out of a cup of coffee, a la Denzel in Flight, and we're just like taking the death really well. All right, you know, yeah. and she's just like, I care more about my job than my mom. Let's. Under, let's expose some baddies, and you're just like, all right, I, I guess. But I did like her. She was she was a cool um, actress. I've never seen in anything, so I'm, that was cool. That was cool. She was great. My that's my thorn too. I can go for a lot of coincidences in a budget movie, in a, a slow budget movie like this, where it's like, okay, maybe an old black lady killed herself. Maybe she had two million dollars. She wasn't doing anything with. Maybe his old truck went to the call center that was two miles away. But the old black lady's daughter is an FBI agent too. That's one bridge too far for a side. Yeah, one bridge too far. It could have been like you know, it could have been her, not her daughter. It could have been instead of that. Why didn't they just make her like someone who? Oh, this lady reminds me of my mom, and Fact. this is why I have you know whatever. Yes. yes. Come on, I'll write your next movie, Jason. You know the real thorn here is that when I was twenty-two, mm-hmm. and Jason Statham sent his manager or bodyguard or assistant over to ask me if I wanted to go home with him at the club. I said no, and that was a mistake on my part. Where was this at? A club I worked at in Hollywood. Oh, so you were at work. Uh huh. And I said, "What is this high school? Why don't you? Why doesn't he come ask me himself?" Is what I said. <laughs> well, it's tough to ask you when he's busy protecting the hive. 
True. If I would have known, I could have been the queen bee. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So um, you just said no off instinct, huh? Well, what I said was, why isn't he asking me himself? I just thought that was so lame. I don't know. I was 22, man. I, I regret a lot of things in my life. This is also, the, this is the number one thing. Doing it over again, would you have said yes? Yeah, I could have been in this movie, man. Oh, okay. I think that's okay. Wasn't looking for the right answer there. No, okay, no, 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 no. I wouldn't have done it. Um, double feature. I'm okay. going to start because you showed me this film. Hmm? It's called Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh no, by shit. Guy Ritchie. And I really thought that was such a cool, fun film. And I think that is the elevated version of this. Obviously, with a little more money, a little bit better of a script, a little bit better of a director. That, that's my double feature. What's yours? My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. If you're going to talk about the nature and the effect of... <laughs> what, sir? Well, if you're talking You about... really thought this was a documentary? <laughs> you're so dumb. Get out of here. I'm trying to learn about nature, fam. I hate you. you know, I'm trying I work... to learn about nature. Guys, I work hard. Look it. I work hard on these. I type up notes. I'm doing all sorts of stuff for these pods. And then Assad comes in and says dumb stuff like that. I'm Just... sorry, man. I thought that would be funny. It was very funny. Right, I, liked okay, it. Right. I liked it. It was really funny. And it, and it was a nice callback to the beginning of the pod. And we're going to wrap it up nicely with a two gummies. Ooh, okay. Because... Again, we went in knowing we were going to like this film. Yes. We're not shitting on this film. Did you... Um, it would be our fault if we did, you know? We did, yeah. <laughs> did you go through trailer trash really quick? We don't even have to say a bad trailer. I just wanted to see if you had any good trailers for this. I didn't have anything really new. It was just Champions, which is coming back after the, the strike. Champions is coming back, so I'm excited to see that. I think that's called Challengers. Oh, I'm so sorry. Challengers. Thank you so much. And, do you, and have you helped me out yet on whether Zendaya is sexy or not? Zendaya is mommy. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, she could do no wrong in my eyes. And yes, sexy, cute, cool, whatever she is, she's all of it. Speaking of sexy, cute, cool, how do you, can I get your take on Furiosa? I don't know what that... Uh, Mad Max? I ha oh, I haven't seen a preview for it yet. Okay, never mind. But right. I do know who's in it, Anya Taylor-Joy, because mm -hmm. you told me that. <laughs> um, and my least excited is your favorite... The kingdom of the planet of the apes of the apes of the of the of the of the of the. Let's throw of the in there twenty more times. The of the kingdom of the planet of the apes of the circa. so much and I love it. And do you know those movies make a lot of money? I assume they're making them for some reason. Okay. I thought maybe they were really cheap to make and then people go see them is what I assumed. But I can't. Maybe they're not really cheap to make. I have no idea. The monkeys were on strike. You have to pay them a lot of money now. They fucking they. They got a good contract. Better than ours, huh? Better than SAS. <laughs> All right, my friends. Thank you for you know entertaining us on this 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 silly movie, this B movie, and uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening, watching. However, you were here today, we appreciate you. Thank you very extra specially to our Patreon and YouTube subscribers, and we will see you back again here very soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>